Welcome to Axiopod, a podcast brought to you by Axiometrics, the leader in U.S. apartment and student housing market intelligence. This is the spot for excellent commentary and insightful interviews on the rapidly changing U.S. apartment and student housing markets. Hello, and welcome to Axiopod. I'm Dave Sorter. Today, we have a new guest on Axiopod, Carl Whitaker, real estate analyst for Axiometrics. And Carl, welcome to Axiopod for the first time. You're about to get put under the fire. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Glad to uh, join the team and happy to start analyzing some apartment market information. All right. Very good. So tell me, um, from your knowledge, what is the state of the apartment market right now? So from a lot of what we've been seeing and a lot of the feedback we've been receiving, we see a lot of comparisons to 2015 on the consumer side, but Mm -hmm. um, we're actually starting to see some moderation from 2015. Uh, That's not to say that in 2016 that the industry still isn't going really strong and still not off to some healthy growth numbers, but it's just not quite to the level that we saw in 2015. Um, With the amount of new supply entering the market this year, we'll have to see how much continued moderation we'll see. So it is partially dependent on this new supply that has been entering the market early in 2016. Yeah. I mean, and one change we're seeing is the hot markets now are different from what they were like a year ago when the Bay Area and Denver were among the tops. Now that's completely gone, twisted around. Uh, What are you seeing? What are the major changes? Right. And it's funny you mentioned that because the Bay Area really kind of has been the, the litmus test for what has slowed. And we have seen some significant slowing in the area Again, it's not necessarily saying that the area is doing poorly. It's just not near as uh, strong as it was last year from whenever we saw double-digit rent growth to now we're seeing anywhere from 3 to 5%, which in most years, most markets would be happy to see that. Um, so, of course, we have the, the Bay Area with San Jose, San Francisco. Uh, you mentioned Denver. Um, Phoenix and Vegas have actually emerged as some of the stronger markets that we're seeing. So. This might be um, flipping back to some things we've seen in previous years, but Phoenix and Vegas um, have come on strong so far in 2016. And uh, Sacramento and Reno, which are some of our smaller markets, are currently among the best performers we're seeing. Yeah. I mean, I know Sacramento has had the highest uh, rent growth in the nation among the major markets uh you know, the past couple of months. So, you know, Sacramento, bad basketball team, great apartment market. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they might want to hold on to that for as long as they can because I'm not sure if they'll be able to get any other major league teams anytime soon. (laughs) I heard that. So, you know, you were talking about the Bay Area. Um, Obviously, the double-digit rent growth was unsustainable, but what what are other factors that might have caused the moderation, even though they still are strong? Well, some of it's dependent on some flat decline in job growth. Again, it's not saying that the job growth has been declining significantly. It's just not quite to the levels we've seen in, in recent years. And again, we could dive more into this if we needed to. We, you know, we could answer questions on this um, more in depth. But we've seen some uh, slowing in the tech industry in that area. But a lot of it's also dependent on the new supply entering that market. Um, just And you also have to consider, too, the amount of time that we saw double-digit growth that probably wasn't sustainable for, you know, three, four, five years. So we're starting to see some moderation coming off of that significant growth that we had in past years. Right. And as you said earlier, 3 to 5%, uh, 
property owners and managers are not going to uh, are not going to refuse that for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As long as it's positive, and three to five percent is a pretty strong positive number. So I don't think there'll be too many complaints once they kind of take a step back and realize that double digit growth probably isn't sustainable. Right. To use another sports analogy, it's kind of like somebody hitting. 450 at the beginning of the year, then you look at their long-term average and you see that they're, you know, a 280, 290 hitter. They might, you know, flirt with a 300 mark, but they're probably not going to be a 450 <laughs> hitter for the rest of the season. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, you know, the West and the South are still the strongest regions in the country and have been for quite a while now. But, you know, what are the pockets of strength in the Midwest and the Northeast? And I know there are some. So in the Northeast, we're not really seeing quite as much in the way of um, significant strength. Uh, D.C., Washington, D.C., that is, has um, continued to see some positive momentum, Mm -hmm. but it's still only at 2% annual effective rent growth. But interestingly enough, in the Midwest, one of our quintessential uh, Midwest cities, if you will, Detroit has picked up steam. So Mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to see the length for which Detroit continues to, you know, gather this steam and if they can... um, continue to hold on strong for not only the rest of this year, but in, you know, some, in some coming years as well. Sure. And job growth, you know, is one of the, one of the biggest uh, factors in apartment demand. Job growth has been going up in Detroit. So I imagine uh, the auto industry is stronger and more diversified parts of the area are stronger too. Um, Absolutely. Speaking of job growth, I mean, how has job growth been? I mean, we've had we have a very high, we see a very high correlation between uh, job growth and apartment rent growth. Um, you know, what what are you, what are you guys seeing uh, on the job growth front? So we're seeing some job growth in some of the bigger metros that we've talked about. Again, the Bay Area comes to mind. We're seeing it slow down a little bit. Um, it's not by any means at a worrying level in a lot of these markets, but it has slowed down a little bit. And again, this goes back to some of it's just a matter of sustainability. Some of these markets aren't going to have as such as they're not going to have as strong job growth as they previously had, just because you can't expect it to get in four or 5% per year for an extended amount of time. And um, just for some, maybe some of our newer listeners, it's just kind of a rule of thumb that, you know, you're going to hear this a lot that, Job growth really is a main driver for apartment demand. It's arguably the main driver. And looking at it from a national level, it's about 86% correlated with rent growth. So mm-hmm. in some of the stronger rent growth areas, you're typically going to see um, higher job growth amounts in those areas. And where you have low job growth, you're going to see lower rent growth, which brings us to Houston. Um, the energy sector, of course, with the big oil price decline uh, from about mid-2014 till the end of 2015 has uh, shed a lot of jobs in energy-related communities. Uh, Houston is more diversified, so it job growth hasn't gone negative there, but uh, the rent growth has been pretty bad. What has, do you think Houston has bottomed out yet? Yeah, unfortunately for Houston and a lot of the other markets that are so dependent upon the energy sector, um, rent growth have been declining along with uh, job growth, which, you know, goes back to prove a little bit about our previous point about job growth as it relates to rent growth. But um, right now we're starting to see some levels in Houston hovering around 2 to 0.2 to 0.3% mm-hmm. um, job growth right now from the apartment market side of things. 
um, with the amount of new supply entering the market this year, it may take some more time until we see some positive rent growth. There was just a lot of supply that was coming into Houston. As a matter of fact, it's coming into Houston right now. And we are seeing that by the level of concessions that are being offered in, mm -hmm. in the Houston area. I can't remember the numbers exactly, but we're seeing in a lot of these properties that are currently in their lease-up phase, over 80% of them are offering pretty significant concessions, whether it's one month free or, you know, a month and a half free rent so they can, you know, hopefully improve their occupancy numbers. But I'm not sure if we've seen it completely bottom out yet, but I doubt that the decline would be near as drastic as we've seen it. It's, it, it's probably starting to, um, it's, it's probably starting to bottom out some. Okay. That's very good. I'm uh, glad to hear that uh, for all my Houstonian friends out there and all our Houstonian listeners. Um, you know, you mentioned the huge amount of new supply, and by huge, I mean huge amount of new supply coming into the market. I think something like 27,000-plus uh, units have been identified for 2016 delivery. But um, And I know that many the nation and many markets uh, will – have record number of units delivered to market uh, this year, at least the most of this cycle. But do you see the construction boom subsiding anytime soon? In some areas, we definitely are. In other areas, it's it's hard to look at that from a, a completely macro perspective because what we might see in, you know, for instance, New York that's just had this uh, tax permit law that, you know, just kicked mm -hmm. in that um, developers were getting tax credits back if they had their project scheduled and um, submitted before a certain point. So it's, it's hard to say, you know, where um, residential permits are going to be booming in one area that they might be declining in another area. But sure. we are starting to see a slowdown in residential permits. So we do expect to see somewhat of a slowdown. A lot of that's dependent on the new supply that's delivered and, and continuing to enter the market was really too far into the pipeline uh, to back out at that point. So we're starting to see a little bit of a decline or a little bit of a uh, slowdown in that boom. But again, we'd have to look at it on a market-by-market -market perspective to really, you know, describe the story of each one of these metros, which, you know, obviously would take too long to cover 120, but we can always touch on some of the major ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else are you seeing? Any great nuggets of wisdom out there for our listeners? <laughs> I think that's about it that I've got um, handy for the time being, unfortunately. I know uh, with this being my first Axio podcast, and, you know, it's, it's been enjoyable sitting here and chatting with you on it. But um, hopefully, you know, moving forward, we'll be able to provide some equally beneficial information and maybe some, you know, some more nuanced information for some of our listeners that are really out there looking for specific things. All right, Carl. Thank you so much. You have passed your first test on Axiopod. <laughs> Way to go, man. Good job. Perfect. Appreciate it. All right. Carl Whitaker, yeah. <laughs> real estate analyst for Axiometrics, thank you for joining us. Um, that's all the time we have today for Axiopod. I'm Dave Sorter. Have an Axio day. Thank you for listening to Axiopod from Axiometrics. Subscribe to Axiopod on iTunes to get the latest episodes downloaded to your device. And visit www.axiometrics.com to learn how to obtain timely, granular, and accurate apartment and student housing market intelligence.